We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, uh, and I'm from Nathan's, Illinois right now. I, I, I've been all over the world. I don't know where I'm at anymore, but yeah, we're back home. We're back home, and I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. I've gone nowhere. <laughs> I am still here in St. Louis. Can't get rid of me. <laughs> A beautiful Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And, and everybody wants to know, how are you healing? How are you healing? Because well, you, you say you didn't go anywhere. You actually fell out of a tree. That's right. <laughs> that's so uh, a lot of I, people I, haven't I, done. I've stayed put. My feet haven't left the ground. Uh, yeah, thanks, John. Uh, th- th- I'll give you an update. Uh, thanks for your prayers, first yeah. of all, listeners. We, yeah. we appreciate that. Uh, most definitely. My family and I both do. Uh, but healing up well, as we record today, uh, in two weeks, I'll be going to the doctor. Uh, and he'll be doing x-rays and then giving me the results showing if uh, I've made enough progress to get this brace off. Can you hear it here? I'll, I'll try. I'm not going <laughs> to. So it's this uh, plastic it's brace, yeah, custom yeah. made just for me uh, to fit my body. Like I said a couple weeks ago, with my belly hole, as my daughter calls it, so that <laughs> when I right. eat, whether it's Halloween candy or they have Thanksgiving feast, I will be okay. Little expansion room there. Plus, that's right. can you get to your navel that way? Can you yeah. play with your navel? I, I have access to my navel. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it would be so uh, frustrating if I couldn't play with my navel. Uh, so, speak for yourself, John. I, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, my yeah. Can, so my 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 neurosurgeon the the surgeon oh, okay. apparently is a top doc. Everyone who says you know who's your doctor, who's yeah. the guy looking at your back, your vertebrae, they always say, oh boy, you've got a good guy. Um, so you know if anyone's listening and knows this doctor, I respect him greatly. He's doing a great job, but he's a neurosurgeon and his his last name is spelled F O R G E T. <laughs> Forgot. Doctor Forget. <laughs> Forget. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he pronounces it Forget. Forget. So, uh, yeah, yeah. but yes. again, he's a great guy and I, I thank God for him. And I, I just kind of chuckled when I saw that. Uh, but, but again, Forget. nothing against Dr. Forget. Forget. Yes. Forget. Yes. 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 And I, I risk sharing that and giggling about it before I actually go to see him the last time. So, yeah, let's hope he's not listening. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> because otherwise, he might have a little different attitude. When yeah, he my show brace up. might be Oh, yeah. Know. Let's tighten his brace up a little bit. Fill in that belly hole. So, uh, so uh, you know, one of the things about Wrestling Basics, we, we just like to be kind of your full service radio program. Uh, of course, we're primarily doing Bible study, but I'd like to start maybe doing some cooking episodes. Do you think that would be okay, Matt? <laughs> well, that would be great, John. Let's, let's do that. Why not diversify a well, little yeah. bit? You know, a broader... Um... Appeal, right? So we we this last uh, last month we we spent a couple of days with my uh, sister in law Nancy, and she's a vegan, a vegan, <laughs> but she pronounces it vegan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she pronounces it. Vegan. No, no, it's oh, vegan. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't know how to pronounce. Vegan's a car model or something. <laughs> I think so. The old vegan, Adam vegan, the old Ford, Ford vegan, <laughs> Chevy vegan, Chevy vegan. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so I've got a recipe from her that. 
I think people will love because uh, kale chips. Have you ever had kale chips? Uh, I can't say that I have. Oh, okay. So here it is, people. Get out your pencils and everything because you're going to want to write this down. So these are the, these delicious because she's, again, a, a, a vegan. So, you know, can't have anything other than vegetables. So you take a head of kale. Kale comes in heads, doesn't it? I'm not sure. She didn't actually. She said take kale, but I'm saying. Heads, bunches. I don't know. Okay, well, a bunch of kale then. And then, of course, you you, you got to tear it up. you got to take the time to tear it up into little pieces. So you've got your kind of your your, your chips there. Uh, and then, she says, you, you take a hand, two handfuls. You get this two handfuls of walnuts. Add a clove or two of garlic. Add a few tablespoons of basil now. So you kind of spread this all out on a, a, a like a baking tray, and you put all these things on it. Now, that's not the end of it, no. Okay, all right. Because you, right. you need a good sprinkle of garlic powder and sea salt to your taste. Okay, so I guess you take a little bit and see. Okay. I, I don't know, but that's anyway. Uh, and then finally, uh, a splash of olive oil. Okay. Okay. Now you take all of that stuff and you 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 uh, process it, put it in a food processor, and then you rub it. You rub it all over one bunch of kale, uh, without the stems, by the way. Be sure and take the stem. I should have mentioned that okay. earlier. Stemless sure kale. Take the stems out, but you rub it all over that, and then then you put it in an oven and you bake at 350 degrees. And she says you just have to kind of keep looking at it. But but when it's when it's uh, done, then you take it out and then you just toss it all together and you have these wonderful, uh, delicious kale chips. Or, if you want to, you can just go buy a bag of Lay's or a box of Pringles. <laughs> That'll work, too. Okay? So that's just my suggestion. <laughs> Thanks, John. You're a regular <laughs> Julia child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so help yourself if you want the kale chips. But I'm thinking, get, why all that work and effort? I can go down and get a bag of Lay's. You're going to just jump in your wagon, <laughs> drive down to the that's Casey's, right. and then buy yeah, a bag of Lay's. All right. <laughs> okay. So that's been this, this week's episode of... Wrestling with the basics. <laughs> it can only go. It can only go up from here. Yeah, so that, really. that's the good news for goal our listeners. Is stick, goal, stick with us, whether up or bad or good or it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. So anyway, thank you again. We want to say we appreciate uh, any last words you want to say about Second uh, Timothy. That was a wonderful study. We appreciated doing that. Well, yeah, I just I enjoyed it. I think it's such a again, like we said again and again, a personal letter. From the heart, from Paul to his beloved Timothy, his son in the faith, and uh, one where where Paul just shares some intimate details of his life, and then also most importantly shares his Savior Jesus Christ. But but as intimate as that is, and as personal as that letter is, um, at the end of Paul's life, still those very last words, "Grace to you, yeah. grace to you," and that you being plural. So it's meant not just for Timothy, but it's meant for for all people. It's meant for me and you, John. It's meant for our listeners today. It's meant for all people of all times, which is pretty cool. But I was thinking, it's not just Second Timothy that's meant for everyone. It's all of yes, Scripture, right? Yeah, it's all sixty-six yeah. of these books that we call the Bible, right? And it's meant for for you, for you, whoever you are. Uh, it's meant for you, and what a beautiful promise that is. That every time we read God's word, we know this is God's word, uh, not just out there, but it's God's word for you, for each one of us. And 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 you know the really cool thing is, I I, I hope people, I hope you celebrate the fact that you live in the day and the age that you live in. Uh, I do a little presentation on Martin Luther and just did that, and I was struck by the fact that Luther says he didn't even see a Bible until he was twenty years old. Yeah, can Incredible. you imagine that? Yeah. Hear, hear this word, like you said, that was written for us. That was the intent that you and I and our all our listeners would be hearing these beautiful words of promise. And back in the days of Luther, 
people didn't even bother to read it. People didn't even didn't know it was there. You know, uh, yeah. well, I guess I knew yeah. it was there, but it just that was something for the priests and the really high church people. And no, well, and they um, never ever heard God's word in their own language. Oh, there you go. Uh, people so went to worship, hear, and it was yeah. it was in Latin entirely. So the only way you would ever know God's word is this: what your priest told you it said. That's it. You yeah. never heard it for yourself until Luther translates it into German, of course, the vernacular. And then God, I, I just love how God's timing is is perfect, and and the printing press is invented as as Luther is is doing his work, and and it's able to spread like wildfire. The word of God in the language of the people, and for the first time, people had it accessible to them. You, know? you you don't think this show might be a setback for that? <laughs> you know, people, hey, maybe we shouldn't really be hearing the Bible. Not if it ends up with programs like Wrestling oh, of the Basics. Oh boy, yeah. It's like um, technology is a double-edged sword, isn't it, John? Radio it technology, yeah, could be good, could be wrestling with the basics. <laughs> so, what we want to do uh, is, is I want to go to Genesis chapter three, if we could. I mean, we've we've covered this, we've covered this particular portion of scripture for sure. us many times. Well, it's an important one. Uh, but I want to point out to you, it is true. You can teach old dogs new tricks. We we don't remember them very well, <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> teach them to us because i ran across oh i gotta get the fellow's name reverend jim oh jim i know it jim lucas do you know jim i don't think i do okay jim's a really really cool cool fella uh he was uh, at uh, uh jerusalem lutheran church where i preached for their oh, anniversary okay, sure. a couple weeks ago and so i did this because you know this is familiar material to me i used this in adult instruction so i was doing bible study but jim came and he had all kinds of insights that i never thought of before and it just shows as you've said before you keep coming back and it's like there's always something new and you want how did i not see this so let me share with you some yeah, of uh, uh, Reverend Jim uh, Lucas's insights about chapter 3. You want to read the first verse there, Matt? Sure. Uh, now, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Now, now, now Jim's take, and I thought this was really, really good. Jim's take is that the serpent is the attorney general of God. Okay, have you ever heard <laughs> yeah, that concept? I, I, that, that's new to me. <laughs> yeah, well, he, now, Jim was a, a chaplain, so sure. I don't know, maybe he, I, I, but anyway. Okay. But, but his argument is, is, of course, Satan is called the accuser, right? Yeah. And yeah. isn't that what the attorney general does right he sees where there's a crime he sees there's something wrong and he's the one that comes up and confronts that and accuses that and brings that forward right that's that's kind of the purpose of a lawyer uh particularly the attorney general sure um and, and so he points out so what what is what is what is what does uh, satan do with job you remember, you remember that story How does oh that yeah happen? he makes yeah. accusations really against Joe, yeah. that he only believes in God because, well, because God's blessed him. Life is going well for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the phrase that Jim used, that coddled, he said, yeah, you've coddled him. Of course, you're going to coddle him like that. Of course, you know, no, let's let's see what he's really like, though. Put him, put him to the test yeah. and see what he's really like. Uh, and, of course, at one point, Job is pretty angry with God and has some pretty harsh things to say. And, of course, God says, where were you? Where were you when I created the world, sir? Yep. Uh, uh, but so there it was. So, so Satan revealing the fact, well, maybe Job really wasn't as good a guy. As, I mean, you said he was a righteous man, but maybe he's not really as good a guy as you thought. And so then we have the story of, of creation. Well, let's just read a few more verses here. All right, good. Uh, he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. 
But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay, so so this is kind of like what the attorney does, right? When the attorney gets you on the stand, he starts asking you questions. And, and what do you think about this? And, and, of course, they tell me they tell me that a good attorney never asks a question unless he already knows what the answer the is answer, going to be. Yeah. And so, again, this is the devil saying, oh, God, you, you created these people. You think they are so good and so faithful. Let me show you. Let me show you what they're really, really like. Let's just start asking, were they really paying attention when you gave them the word? Do they really honor and respect you? And, of course, what? Well, see what happens here as a result of his questioning. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in verse 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. All right, let's just stop there. I know that's mid-verse. So, so what's the result of the, the uh, accusations here of Satan, of his questioning and everything? What, what, what's, what finally comes out of this? Well, the woman disobeys what the Lord said. Yeah, yeah. Despite the clear word, and 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 uh, and by the way, you know, we've made that point before, Matt. Um, people, why why would God get upset about uh, eating an apple? Uh, but the whole point is, God said, on the day you eat of the apple, you will what? Die. Yeah, sh- surely, surely die. die. And and the devil says, no, you will, you you won't surely die. You know, he he puts the word right back in there. So it's kind of just. Yeah, this obedience, just doing exact contrary to what God said, believing the exact opposite of what God God said. So it, it's really not an issue about whether you eat the fruit or not. It's an issue about who you're going to have faith in, who you're going to believe. And so, you know, he does a good job of, of demonstrating that, no, this woman is a, a sinful woman. Yeah, she yeah. really is not as good. At, well, you said everything. What, what, oh, man. Everything was very good. That's what God said. And yeah. the devil says, well, maybe not. Maybe yeah. this woman isn't exactly what you are. So Eve's on the hot seat. But yeah. then you, the devil's accusing God, too, accusing him really of being a liar. Oh, right? oh that's a good point, too. Oh, man. Now, now, Trump would get rid of that attorney general, wouldn't he? <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, you're right? fired. Okay. But you're right. So the accusation goes both ways, not only against Eve, but also against God himself. Maybe it was. Oh, Matt, that's a great thought. Yeah, yeah God said it was very good. Maybe it isn't. And then, of course, you want to finish that verse because we know what happens with Adam, too. Sure. And she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate. And the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked. Yeah. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So, so uh, the attorney general does a good job of pointing out, well, maybe it's uh, it, like, maybe you're maybe you're a liar, God. Yeah, it isn't very good. Look at these two people. Uh, um, and and so again, you and I've talked about this this before that this whole idea that and, and this same temptation still comes today. The devil comes and wants to say, oh, you have a choice in this matter. That's what it's all about. In fact, sad to say, there are actually Christians who preach that right that oh, that's what you need to do. You need to make a decision for the Lord. You need to decide for Jesus. Turn your life over to yeah. God. And to me, the whole point of this story is, no, no, when, when you make it into a decision, that's when you fall into sin. Yeah, and that's like, the case here. And when you just trust in God, that God has created you, God's going to provide for you, you turn to God and you pray to him. Yeah, that's faith. That's what you need, faith. But when you start making it your choice, your decision, this is inevitably what's going to happen. Uh, but here's the insight that that uh, uh, Jim had that just, just tickled me, just blew me away, because... How many times have we done this study? And I, I never realized this before. Um, what's the fruit of faith? You, 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 what's the, 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 the main thing we talk about? With the, when you have faith, what's always going to show up? There will always be 
Sure. Yeah, the, the fruits of the Spirit, good right. works, yeah. love of love. neighbor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you expect. Uh, and, and by the way, let's make that perfectly clear. We are Lutherans. We just got through celebrating the Reformation. And, of course, the heart of the Reformation is we are saved by faith alone, by grace alone. Uh, uh, but it doesn't mean that we think you shouldn't be doing good works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there ought to be love. That, that that should be the fruit. And it is. It is the fruit of faith. But And I'm sorry. It's maybe too... I, I, <laughs> where's the thing? We need... Have a point. We lost that sound effect somewhere out there in the ether. Because um, right now, Matt would be... I'm impressed. <laughs> have a point. It makes it so much interesting for the listeners. Uh, uh, but but see, see, here's the point. I never realized. There's, there's no love here either, is there? The total lack of love. Yeah. Uh, so here's here was Jim's phrasing, and he said, "So so Adam is the first scientist." All right. Okay. Yeah. Do you see where he's going? What does a scientist do? He kind of sits and looks and sees what happens. Observes. Yeah. Yeah. So here we've got the fruit that God said might kill you. Well, then we got this other guy saying that it won't kill you, and he he gives it to Eve. And what does Adam do? Just kind of watches to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that remarkable? That that's, yeah, that's, that's... yeah. So so I'm thinking. So there's no love there. I mean, if if you saw your wife about to eat something that you knew what was that you knew it was poisonous, yeah. what would you do? You'd knock it out of her hand, right? Yeah. Oh, cut that out. Don't do that. This is bad news. <laughs> so I thought, how could I have missed that for all of these years? So people, if you're wondering what the sin is, it's not just that they didn't believe, they didn't trust in God, but there was no love there. How could he possibly allow this to go on without, I, I love that phrase too, knocking it out of her hand. But he just stands there and watches her eat it. And then I thought there's another instance where there's no love. See, you take faith away. You start making it about your choice and decision. You're going to impact your love for the people around you too. You just kind of avoid him. Oh, man, now you got me going. I feel like I'm a Baptist preacher. Say amen. <laughs> amen, Brother John. Well, no, seriously, when you see those people that focus on on uh, choice and on what they're doing, and maybe you've encountered they're so judgmental, aren't they? So slow to forgive. So quick to turn their back and shun others because they're not as good as what they should be. Yeah. The love, the love just goes, well, all right, let me yeah. let me give the illustration here of where the love disappears. You want to just keep on reading there, yeah, man? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. <clears throat> and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave me to be with me gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. All right, let's just stop there. Say it again. I, 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 man, I think, how can I be so, so dull? But total lack of love there too, isn't it? Yeah. What, what, what's, what's, what's Adam do there? Well, you know, this is his wife, yeah. right? That, yeah. That's the word that's even easier. His wife, yes. Eve. Oh, and yeah. he, he's, well, he blames God. Yeah. But at the same time, boy, he throws Eve under the bus, doesn't yeah. he? I mean, no love for his wife. I mean, just blaming God, this, this woman who you gave me. And you wonder, what is Eve thinking? Oh, man. As she hears this oh, from man. Adam. Yeah. Adam's never talked to me like this before. <laughs> What's going on? Things are different. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, it's funny, Matt, because that was the exact phrase I thought of. Threw her under the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. And he just had said, this is bone of bone and flesh of my flesh. He had been just so excited and so enthused. This is the thing that he needed, and God gave him the helper fit for her. And, but you see, once you, once you depart from faith, people, this is what happens. Uh, yeah, and it just, just totally turns on her. And, and you're right. You just have to wonder how Eve must have felt at that moment. What? You yeah. know, I'm the problem. You blame yeah. me. And, and um, you know, wonder if it's this guilt. Adam's oh, own guilt, man. because yeah. he knew that yeah. he had this job as husband, as you know, Eve's, Eve's mate or spouse uh, to to speak up, right? That vocation of husband, where he should have spoken up, he should have warned her, but he failed. I wonder if he knows that, realizes that, feels that guilt, and instead of just confessing sin, he blames someone else or blames the circumstance and and we do that all the time right rather than just confessing our sin before god we well we make an excuse or we blame someone else and the lack of love that we have for our neighbor too usually the neighbors that are closest to us like our spouse right and so matt she said so there you go and and you you use the word uh, people right now if you're struggling with something that makes you feel guilty and we all are because we're sinners that's the whole point see why did god allow satan to come in there satan is the attorney general and the attorney general's job is to show you that you are a sinner right the wages of sin is death as we'd hear if we'd read on the rest of the text that's the job of satan it is by the way why satan cannot understand forgiveness and grace that you talked yeah. about earlier, right? Because if you're the attorney general, it's all about law. It's all about punishment. It's all about consequence. The attorney general has no concept that there might be a different way of handling it. There might be forgiveness. And again, the love that flows from that forgiveness. Uh, but Matt, yeah, I really appreciate what you said there. Because that's what you got to realize, people. If, if there's something bothering you, you don't say anything wrong. And I know it's incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard for Adam and Eve. Uh, but you just need to confess. You just need to bring it out into the open. Uh, that's how problems get solved, uh, hiding it, keeping it in. No, that just increases the difficulty you have between God, and it also increases the s- s- stress you have with your your brothers and sisters around you. Uh, in fact, let me confess to you, Matt. I, I was not perfect as a pastor. I'm retired now. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about being perfect anymore. <laughs> But but yeah, I, I I made mistakes and 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 the thing I learned after forty one years of ministry is the best thing is just to go to the people and say, hey, I'm sorry. Um, now why is that scary for us to do that, Matt? Why is it hard for us to do that? Well, because it, we have to admit, well, we're not perfect. We okay. have to, you know, the, that facade is gone. We're we're honest with our neighbor, honest with ourselves. There's a certain amount of vulnerability there. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. We don't know how they might respond, yeah. and they might say, "Yeah, you you were wrong," and I'm not going to let you forget that. And, yeah. um, but on the other hand, I'm thinking that's why we need to cut Adam and Eve some slack because again, they didn't know. They didn't know how God would respond. I mean, you know, He did say you would die if you ate it, so that seems kind of scary. Can we conclude though with the best verse that's all here? What's that? Is it a verse? 15 of chapter 3. Yeah, yeah, that, that beautiful promise that's here. Um, the Lord says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, right? Between yeah, talking about the your devil, offspring, the attorney general. Yeah, yeah, between your offspring and hers. Uh, her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So here's the thing, people. If, if you're having trouble confessing, whether it be to your neighbor or to be to God, we know it's all clear now. They didn't have the Word of God that you and I have. They didn't have the Bible. This has worked out really good. Oh, full circle, look <laughs> yeah, at that. Yeah. But we do, and the Bible's really clear about what God does to sinners. He He forgives them. He dies for them. He wants to give them eternal life. So you just, you just can't uh, uh, beat 
that. Uh, so don't hesitate to confess to God, and then God give you the strength and love uh, to confess to your neighbor as well. So Jim, Reverend Jim Lucas, we thank you so much for sharing that with us. I Just things I had not ever thought about before, the lack of love that is in Genesis 3 as well. Uh, any quick final comment, Matt? No, good insights, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. And uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in this morning. Listen to Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.